Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode number 233 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, 1600 Buckslayer Place, right at the beautiful Buckatorium. We are probably the top in the top 20 best hunting podcast ever recorded in illinois top i'm gonna 20. i'm gonna throw a top 24 sure yeah, that, that is no doubt that's got to be like maybe a fact i mean like top 20 in this area for sure uh i am uh i am steve in the studio today is kurt hey everyone doug how's it going everybody tank intern tank how's it going and uh some uh some guy eating jerky and drinking stella's back there so. yeah we're keeping him around just for good good purpose yeah <laughs> thanks for joining the podcast this week guys um got a lot coming uh july 30th the carbon tv video podcast series launches that's a monday night that will be every other monday and uh for, so the, hope you rest guys the, for the rest of eternity yep apparently. we're starting out obviously it's our pilot we're trying to figure out our groove and uh, seeing how things fall into place, and they just get better from there on out. And Jordan, our buddy from Whisperboard Outdoors uh, slash Combination Creative, is doing a killer job on it, throwing in some pretty cool stuff and some pretty funny stuff. 
So a lot to look forward to there. So check that out. Share it up if you would. And uh, give us a rating on the podcast if you would. We've been hustling every week to give you a podcast for the last three and a half years. And we are now on Spotify. And we're, tr- we're starting to get to the point where we're going to hustle out our YouTube a little more. Maybe do some uh, cool videos. If there's some stuff you want us to see, uh, do a video on. Um, anything from being serious to being complete jackasses, let us know. Like, I can just post videos every week of me slapping Steve and just for the hell of it. Are you cool with that, Steve? Yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. For the views. You got a veteran shout-out? Yeah, do it for the gram. Hey, you know what, dude? I got more than one veteran shout-out. I got two veteran shout-outs. So the vet shout-outs this week, uh, guys I got to hang out with on on Saturday. Kurt, you met him. Uh, Yeah, I I knew him already. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, I'm already. Yeah, thank you, though. Keep going. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Uh, we're going to shout out uh, Larry and Kai Hole. <laughs> so, uh, the first one is Sergeant Larry Smith, United States Marine Corps, 1999 to 2007. Uh, MOS 1171 Engineer Support Company, uh, deployed to Iraq in 2003. And Specialist E4, Kyle. Ooh, I never knew how to pronounce his last name. Kreider? Kreidler? Sorry, Kai Hole. I, I owe you beer. U.S. Army 2003 to 2007, MOS 63W, light wheel mechanic. Served one year in South Korea with the 2nd Infantry Battalion. Served one year in Iraq with the 5th Special Forces Group, uh, Airborne. And uh, I literally just got a text of how to pronounce it. So thank you for that uh, clarification there, Doug Hood. Good buddy of ours. and uh, He's all right. He's he's okay. Larry and uh, Kyle, thank you for your service to this country. We Thanks, really guys. appreciate it. And thank you for being cool to hang out with for the short time that I was kicking it with you guys. So Thanks for your service, dudes. Appreciate you. But, yeah, no, that was, a, that was a fun week. And he came out. We hung out with uh, Doug uh, Hood and uh, this uh, this dude named Bill who was drinking Zima's. I enjoy Bill and his Zima drinking. <laughs> dude, it's pretty Bill, funny. Bill's good shit. They, me and him were, me and him were uh, having a good old, good old time, so. I'm pretty sure you were having a good time, and they were like, man, when's this dude going to leave? Mm-hmm. Well, I kicked it all night, so they <laughs> left before I did, so I was left there all alone. <laughs> A.K.A. they left you. <laughs> like, fuck this guy. This guy sucks. Uh, he's got to know. He's got like 4% on his cell phone. He can call an Uber. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Call the Uber. The podcast is presented by Scent Crusher. A lot of exciting stuff coming out of Scent Crusher uh, next month. I, still, I feel like it's August already. But thankfully, it's still July. Oh, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming out. Uh, super, super thankful for them. Um, and uh, everything they've done, Dan Drake and Chase Ralston, Robline Marketing, those guys are just absolutely some of the best in the industry. Great products. And just for clarification right out the gate, I'm going to make it clear. Whatever's going on between Ozonics and Scent Crusher, I don't know a fucking thing. So quit <laughs> messaging me because I don't work for Scent Crusher. So what they do is what they do. They just support the show, and I'm buddies with them. I don't. I'm not fucking a lawyer for one of these ozone companies. Ozone's ozone. It's a naturally occurring thing. Yeah. However, they however they get it out for hunters is how they get it out. It's a common thing in our industry. Whether it's sin elimination clothing, sin elimination spray, soap. I mean, what the fuck? I could keep going. Dude, can you believe there's more than two companies making carbon we, arrows? We need to focus on the fact that Wild Game Nation is still selling trophy tape, and that's a fucking thing. Yeah, hey, like there's Kurt's distraction of the week. <laughs> yeah. So uh, throw him off the scent. Oh, wait, you already had scent crusher. I just got to be clear Boom. there. No, I don't care what's going on. No, I don't know what's going on, nor do I give a fuck. I'm burnt out on the industry, man, with this shit. It is so annoying. Ever, just hunting shows... And all this stuff that just blends together, it gets so blurry that it's just like, 
let's just chill out and hunt. Let's just, have fun. It's just like a puddle of mud song. Everybody do their own thing, and that's, you know, just do your thing and enjoy it. I don't know what the puddle of mud song reference was, but uh, but you know what I mean? Is that is that Am I being harsh? No, you're good. No. No, you're I'm not. not. You're all good. You're in the right. Stay in your own lane. If you if you got your own podcast, hustle your own podcast, man. Do your own thing. Be yourself. If you got your own hunting show, do your thing. You know, you got your own company, put your shit out and, and enjoy it. That's all you can really do. Speaking of companies, that I'm proud to be sponsored by Scent Crusher. So if yeah. someone's going to shit on me for being like, "Oh, you, you don't know the business?" No, I don't. I'll work for them. <laughs> right? <I'm, laughs> you know what I mean? Sitting in that meeting, dude. We do a <laughs> podcast in Sherrard. Yeah, I'm nobody, man. I'm sitting here drinking Stella and Blue Moon and Bush Light three in a row, son. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, I know something. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I haven't done this in a while on a podcast. I built up. What do you expect? All right. All right. I'm being loud. I got, I feel, I got I feel blaring it. audio. I'll turn myself down a little bit yeah, on this just, podcast. Calm, Sorry, man. Calm down. Take the rest of the of Listen, the dude, you need to be calm. And you want to know what? Because if you get that worked up and you try to shoot your bow, you ain't going to be shooting good shots you're unless right. you're shooting an elite because that back wall on all the elites. This show is also brought to you by Elite Archery. You should mention that. Elite Archery's back wall is, dude, it is the best in the business. Elite Archery bows are the Stone Cold Steve Austins. Of the wrestling world, Damn. or of the archery world. I've never been so, more prouder of a wrestling reference on this show, man. So there you go. I mean, yeah, you can go shoot the Hulk Hogan's, which are cool. They're good. You can go shoot the Ric Flair's, which are classic, good. Woo. But Stone Cold Steve Austin is that guy. You know, top guy. That's what you need to shoot. And uh, that's all I got. I'm not really going to keep going into that. I so. actually enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to keep going. but yeah, I, I could, but uh, we'll save that for another podcast. Sniper trail cams. If uh, they've been all over on social media lately, uh, their new uh, cell cams out and it killer video 4G photos. And use the code WCBH10 get ten percent off all sniper hunting products. Uh, we got that camera in the mail, and I have the commander out now rocking. I'm going to move it around this weekend. The cool thing about cell cams, man, you want to experiment with different spots you never walk into often. And it's kind of like I, I was talking about the learning curve of like how to learn a cell cam because I got too fucked up with it. like I had put a bunch out last year and then let them like get me too excited. Where I'm like, oh, this is so fun. It, you have to like calm yourself down and just use it uh, strategically. Uh, but check out Sniper Hunting Products. Uh, got a lot of good stuff out. Super reliable cameras. Awesome stuff from bottom of the line cameras to top of the line. If you go with the top of the line cell cam, you can't go wrong. How you liking your cam? It's working out pretty good, dude. I... Uh like I said, when I got the Sapper, when I first put it out, I didn't... And that's re- like their low-end one. It's their low-end, but, dude, you get the low-end camera with an LCD screen, so, you know, for all those guys that are like, ah, shit, you know, I just want to go in there and check them. Maybe maybe you're a working guy, and you get off work, you're close to your hunting property, ah, shit, I don't have, you know, any SD cards or anything to swap out, you know, shit happens, you know, your wife's in here, you're like, oh, me, me, when are you going to start being nice to me? Hey, you ain't got time for that shit. You leave for work and you forget, and you go out to your spot. You dude, say, you "When are you going to start being nice to me?" That's <laughs> <laughs> to whatever. That's what your wife says to you. So you know. Anyway, you can just uh, yeah. You go out there. It's got that little LCD screen, you know, because you have to keep uh, keep spending money on your booze problem because uh, things aren't so good at home. But yeah, dude, the Sapper is an absolutely great you camera. Got, you having problems? <laughs> oh, I'm coming, dude. I got to take Kitchen the sunglasses off, man. What is happening to me? Catching a dirty vibe from you, <laughs> <home. laughs> dude. I'm. Uh, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed that camera with uh, the use I've got out of it. It's for for like a you know their low end camera. It's higher end 
than a lot of like mid-range cameras that are out there. And yeah, I've got I'd a couple, I've got a couple mid-range cameras and I'm really happy with the picture quality that I'm getting based on, you know, one that I would have paid an extra 30 bucks for. For sure. For That's sure. where I'm at. We're dragging this out pretty long, but uh, the show is also real quick. I want to add in brought to you by ethics, archery, uh, arrow components, especially inserts are a very overlooked uh, aspect of your bow hunting game. I think it's super important. FOC you hear everybody talking about that. Um, you know, whether you want to do, go with the spinning inserts, if you're into that or the static inserts, uh, they got everything you need. Call Big Hoss. You can call him directly. He, he lives for that stuff to help for helping people. I call him the arrow doctor. And he's got me upset some battle axes set up for elk in Colorado, and I plan on putting one through an elk. I hope so. Well, there you go. Hey, and if if you're listening to this, uh, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Give us a five star rating. The Big Time app also as well. That's where I was getting to. Yeah, check us out on the Big Time. Big Time, uh, as far as uh, you know, sell mineral and feeds and uh, food plots go. They're the Bret Hart of the. Uh, Okay. Plot industry. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, except they're American. So, there. You're destroying it right now, the big time. Wouldn't know. Live in Illinois. Well, you're missing out. Well, before we get to our guest, we got Paul Biggs on tonight. We haven't had Paul on for, man, I feel like over, over a year. Over yeah, a it was year. April of 17. Paul is the handyman behind all the video work you see on... Anything the outdoor group. My personal hero, too. Yeah, you Second personal You have, hero. like, a weird man crush on Paul Biggs, I feel. Hey, we talk all the time, man. He's a man with beautiful eyes. <laughs> I got to take these sunglasses off. I don't know what's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, man, it's looking weird. But, no, but Paul is a great guy. We uh, we hung out with him a lot. at hit ATA, hit it off real well. <laughs> um, just, it, we just keep a, a tight friendship with Paul and a lot of the guys at the outdoor group. But, uh, no, man, a lot of cool things coming up with the podcast. Anything we need to add before we, we hop into the guest? Not a ting. Oh, okay. Intern tank? Uh, I think we're good. We got it all. Let's do it. I felt like you had something, Doug. Say it. Come on. What's on your mind, man? Do it. I don't know. I feel I like can... you're bothered by something. No, Steve's got me all flustered. Just Tell me something positive. Something positive? Uh, I got big bucks on a deer cam already with big time. Yeah, you do. Mm, nice. Iowa big, though. Not Illinois big. So yeah, yeah like 120s. So they're, so they're bigger. <laughs> uh, 120s? <laughs> Bigger than still bigger than what you guys got, right? Yeah, you're right. Hey, yo, wait. fuck. All right, <laughs> let's get to our guest. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. All right, on the phone with us we have uh, my hero. You've heard me talk about him before. He's on uh, my favorite hunting show. I don't know about you guys, but uh, the legendary Paul Biggs. Paul, what's what's cracking? Not much. How are you guys? I'm not making a fool of myself right now, am I? No, you're great. Okay, man. all right. Just checking. Well. I don't want to embarrass right, myself but... in front of Paul. Paul, I think it's been over a year since you've been on our show, and uh, I'm sorry about that, but thank you for coming back because we hung out a lot at ATA. You got to – actually, it's weird because I thought you were going to hate Steve, but you ended up really liking Steve, and uh, we all became like best buddies. So thanks for just being our friend, Paul. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. The check didn't bounce. So. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah but my, girl, my girlfriend was sure mad that there was a check missing. <laughs> he called out our industry secrets here. <laughs> Mrs. Moneybags. Well, first off, I think we should thank you for helping the podcast out. You threw us in the sizzle reel, uh, the sponsor reel of uh, Respect the Game. That's that's pretty cool. That's the shit. And uh, now nah, you guys, everyone at Respect the Game has been so supportive of, of us. And now, nah, man, we really appreciate it. Hey, we kind of love you guys, too. You know, 
everybody but Steve. <laughs> There's extra love for Steve. It's like, we love you guys, but, man, we are in love with Steve. I know that's what he said. So that's I think, what I heard. Well, we should do, let's let people hear, because in <laughs> sep- is it September, Doug and Eric are going hunting in Nebraska, and you're going to be there too, Paul? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So Steve's going to be at home, like, twiddling his thumbs, which I feel bad for Steve, whatever. I'm going to be in Colorado at the same time. I'll be using my thumbs to text Paul Biggs. What are you talking about? <laughs> but we just got on the phone, and you're like, Steve, you're going to come to Oklahoma hunt some whitetails with me. And uh, I want to put that invite out there. I mean, he will go back with a buck in the back of his truck. I promise you that. Okay. I like that. I like Damn. it. So uh, no sugar. You can be a chaperone. He uh, he pees sometimes at bed, so not a lot of water or soda before he goes to sleep. And That's I think fine. I think I think he'll be good. We're good, Shit, yeah, man. I'm. He'll fit right in with my little girls. <laughs> if, if he starts getting pussy, <laughs> just give him some bush lights. Get one Oreo and a cup of chocolate milk before you go to bed. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> like I can't sleep. He comes and puts Dora the Explorer on. Her. <laughs> Can you don't wait? Don't turn that light off, <laughs> dude. Now that's uh, that's awesome, man. I I really want to take you up on that offer. I've never been to Oklahoma. I'd like to. Um, shit, that would mean the world to me if I could uh, make it down. And that comes from the bottom of my heart. Um, that'd well, be the we'll, shit. We'll try let's to put we can... it together, man. Well, yeah, let's let's try and work that out, man. Shit, I don't need to go to work. Who cares? Yeah, I'm take it out. I'll tell my boss. Probably the guy who's going to be scheduling me is going to listen to this. And you're like, yeah, get your ass out of here. Worth more not you're, being you're here than being yourself, here. Though? Mm. All by yourself. Just huh? don't tell Philip Vanderpool because he's trying to get down here <laughs> this fall. <laughs> well, hey, good man. thing Philip's checking in on your episode. I bet. Here's <laughs> yeah, the thing: Steve's got to wear a vest and and uh, Larry's. Larry, oh, Phil Vander. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I confused just two people just now. Wear a vest for Larry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, shave your head for them boys, too. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Larry's yeah. got a shaved head, too. Yeah. The whole gang. What's been new, man? What's What's been new since the last uh, time we podcasted? Dude, I mean, uh, my, my oldest daughter starts kindergarten in two weeks, so that's a pretty big deal. Damn. They're starting school yeah, already? No, it's scary. Scary. Whew. Um, you know, we're on the hunt channel now going digital a little bit, which is cool for RTG. Yeah, explain what you do for RTG and the outdoor group. Cause some people might not be familiar, but just let them know. I cut and paste video. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you, okay. You, you downplayed that a lot. You're the producer. Yeah. That's so a big deal, man. The sportsman's channel. And now we're on the hunt channel. So. We've got a YouTube channel, so cutting up episodes to to get out there, man, in front of everybody's eyes. Well, the thing is, the outdoor you, you're the producer for the outdoor group, right? True. So yes. you're, you're cutting up what is it? Thirteen companies? Uh, Ten or eleven, I think. Good lord! So you're doing yeah. video work and all that stuff for all these companies all at once? Yeah, yeah. Me and Ryan. That's insane. And then going mm-hmm. hunting in between. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude, ain't trying to raise yep. a family. I mean, that's a that's a that's a daunting task. I mean, you know. But at the same time, though, that's a dream job for a lot of people. So I think what you should do here can can you <clears throat> can you lay out the most difficult thing at your job? Like, just tell people like, what's the biggest struggle you find? Ah, uh, shoot! You open up a folder. And you've got to go through every clip by clip by clip and skim through it and finding, you know, that one shot that works. 
is probably what takes the longest right there. Right, because you didn't, you weren't there clip. for the footage, so you have to sift through and no. find. So do people give you, is it typically like you have a layout like, hey, minute 13, there's something good here? Or do you have to find no, that stuff on I your own? N- I do not get any layouts. Those <laughs> days are gone. <laughs> Damn. So you get SD yeah. cards and hard drives of just footage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll call the guys and I'm like, dude, what happened? What's the story? And they'll give me a rundown. But then I just take it and run with it. You know, that's a, kind of a, as an outside looking in. I mean, you don't get the story, but you get the footage. So on one end, it's it's cool to see the vision that you put together as how you think this hunt went down. You know, as far as mm-hmm. that would be like if somebody just sent us something. Like, here's yep. a bunch of footage from my hunt, and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Maybe some of it's not in order, but then it's up to you <laughs> to put the shit together. I mean, yeah, that's got to be right. challenging. And maybe some yeah. people aren't too thrilled about it, but shit, at the end of the day, you're like, dude, I worked with what I got, and this is what I put out, and respect the game is a hell of a show. Yeah. Most people don't know. The the one person that will call me is the person that filmed it and said, hey, that was the second day, not the fifth day. Oh, shit. You yeah. never know. <laughs> well, I'll let you know our producer for our Carbon TV series coming out with Jordan Johnson really wants to meet you. I think you guys have a lot in common, mm-hmm. but if he's yeah. not there to film... And we film and give it to them. We we give them written layouts. I just want to let you know that, Paul. We care. That's sweet of you guys. Minute by minute. <laughs> Damn, you can hear that sigh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's preseason prep been like in Oklahoma? Dude, um, in Oklahoma, it's been rough. It's 100 30 degrees here so i get out and hopefully shoot my ritual every you know a couple of evenings out of the week but as far as preseason prep i've spent my time probably 90 percent of the time on a farm i bought in kansas putting out coverts there and getting that ready to go so oklahoma's been on the back burner you know we um we talked to t-bone uh i think one of the first second times he was on and he was saying that he bought a property in Oklahoma that's very similar to how Kansas is laid out, you know, right around yep. that um, area. And it's like, you know, there's no reason that Oklahoma isn't going to be producing, especially right near Kansas, those giants that Kansas is known for. I've never right. really looked at the terrain of Oklahoma because I just I, – it's, it's never – popped up to me as a big deer killing state and then i've seen a couple videos that you've um shot with you know you and your brother and philip and i'm like that's what oklahoma looks like they got trees and shit it kind of blew my mind i thought it was just like a shitload i just think it's like like an extension of texas where you're at in oklahoma yeah that's true you could be further up north and you've got a lot of crops and stuff like that but where i'm at we don't have that are you like the? So, te- I feel like there's like a Texas of Oklahoma. Does that make sense? Uh, we're in between the Texas and the Kansas. Okay, if that makes sense. That's probably yeah. a good mix, though, right? Like a yeah, best of both worlds. Yeah, but we, our Oklahoma ground, we battle cattle. Hmm. Well, they're so easy to. We've got to be. Off. We've got a fence in our food plots. Got a fence in our feeders and all that stuff. It's difficult to fight every year, but what uh, the. And I, I wanted to ask this about, you know, some of the Oklahoma uh, property that you got. I don't know if it's bleeding up into Kansas, but, you know, you always get a lot of hogs 
yeah. down there. Uh, when you go to plan a food plot, is it? Do you have to, uh, you know, put electric fence off? Is it something that you got to take that down a night before you want to hunt it? Will the the pigs get in there and root it up? I mean, are there certain things that you have <laughs> Did, to put in the ground? You say an electric fence out every day. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm saying just like leave it out until the night before you want to. I I don't know. It's a, it's a stupid joke, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. I how, how do you? How do you do? I don't know yeah. about everybody. I can't, but ours they root up kind of the edges of our food plots, but mostly they'll they'll hit our feeders mm. every night. They're hitting our feeders, but as far as our food plots, they're just doing a little rooting around the edges. But it's not too big of an issue. Well, we how take heavy out as is many as we can? But how heavy is the hog population where you're at? It's huge. You can't you can't get it under control. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you have a feeder. They're going to come to it unless you've got it cattle paneled in and keeping them out. You know, we 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 kill as many as we can, but it doesn't seem like it puts a dent in the population. See, that's a, uh, that right there is the example of why Midwestern guys that don't live anywhere near where there's hogs is we think hogs are cool. We're like, oh man, it'd be cool to kill some hogs, but we we do understand the problem they can cause. Whereas mm-hmm. we if we go over to you, you're like, no, these things are a pain in the ass. Like, I don't want anything to do with these hogs. It's just kind of different to, to see because everyone in here, if it was like, hey, come kill some hogs, we're like, yeah, let's go. We're all about it. <laughs> yeah. With, you're probably like, I wish we didn't have them. You're like, please oh, come I do wish it. I didn't have them. <laughs> I'll have a big buck hitting a feeder or, you know, a crabby feeder or a mineral site, and then a hog will move in, and he'll be gone. Man, that's so. You know, I've seen, that's what we deal with. You know, I've seen how there was this video of this, this guy, and he had this little piglet. Um, in his in the bed of his truck, and this thing was charging him, dude. They're like they're so aggressive. Like as a was well, that all hogs in general, or is that just certain ones? That's just certain ones. I mean, I haven't ran into any that are aggressive like that, unless you get them cornered, you know, with some dogs and stuff. But so, how many hogs do you think when they see us? How many hogs do you try and shoot a year? Or I mean, is it as as one guy? Is it tough to to shoot a bunch? Because you don't want to shoot hogs every time you're deer hunting. You want to try and kill some deer too. And I imagine shooting hogs while you're deer hunting kind of fucks all that up. But what what it's do you hard to you know, one property we probably caught fifty plus. Caught? Yeah. Explain hog, that. Hog traps. Oh, what's a hog trap? You have a like a cattle panel in a circle. Oh yeah, I've seen the shit. Is it the you ones you drop? It in roll it in at the end and they can push themselves in to get the bait but they can't get out oh all right so we'll catch them and do away with them that way <laughs> you're saying like 50 a year yeah i wish we could do we've got helicopters to come over and then we got the wildlife department that takes care Jesus. of a bunch but well damn so you it's like you're taking that many a year and you're still having problems that's insane oh yeah how many, I don't know if you know this information, we're just kind of fascinated about hogs right now, but how many can, is it a sow? How many How many piglets does a sow have a year? They have several several litters a year. Like, um, gosh, I'm trying to think, 11 or, I can't remember the number they have, but they don't have just one litter a year. That's for sure. They have multiple. And how quickly do uh do they reach like sexual maturity to where they can have? It's like three it's, months, I thought. Yeah, something isn't it stupid. something crazy? I think it's when they months. drop and hit the ground. Six months. 
Yeah, they, they hit the ground. They're like, all right, ready to breed. They're ready to roll, son. That's how, yeah, that's how it was. I came out, and I was like, I'm ready. It's, it's, it's to catch a predator's wildest dreams. Yeah, like, uh, Have a seat. Dude, I just, I just thought of a, a great job. You know, instead of spending, like, tax money on, like, a uh, – a wall. Um, I, I think we should spend tax money to put vets to work in helicopters or planes and have them just fly over and shoot as many hogs. And dude. Feed the hungry. You win feed twice, the hungry. Yeah, dude. So there our tax go. dollars go to yeah. feed the needy. Plus, it gives uh, veterans good jobs. I'm gonna make that happen <laughs> when I'm president of the United States. I'm like, if you're a vet and you don't got win. a job, guess what? We're flying you down. We're equipping you with uh, whatever you want. What kind of gun you want? <laughs> Not grenade launcher. You're going over people's properties, but. You know, wink, right. wink. So, look, Paul, <laughs> do you find hogs cool at, at any in any form? Like, would you ever have a hog mount in your house? Would you ever had a hog euro mount in your house? Like, or are they just like a nuisance to you, and you don't give a shit? Um, uh, yeah, a nuisance. It's like yeah. it's like a coyote here. You just shoot but, it. And, and but I love hunting them when it's not deer season. Just something else to keep you busy. Put the elite to work. Yeah, yeah. That just yeah. out broadheads. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a good call. Gonna, that's got to be the one benefit to hogs is that, yeah, when you can't kill deer, you can just go ahead and kill them. You what's, know? The, yeah. what's the best broadhead no for a hog? For them. There's no limit. Take them out. What broadhead do you like using for a hog, then? Um, probably for a hog. I've shot them with all the um, broadheads, but I like the solid 100-grain legend. I like the slick trick, viper trick. Okay, so bringing broadheads up. Thank you, Doug. I'm going on an elk hunt in September, and we asked Larry the same question. I'm going to use a broadhead. Uh, I'm going to go fixed blade for this. Um, I was shooting the slick trick raptor tricks for whitetails last season. What yeah. broadhead would you recommend personally for elk? I've killed four or five with the viper trick. That's what I planned so on I'm going with. So I'm not changing. With. I would stick with that one if I was. So the Viper trick I've heard flies as it's a fixed blade flies really well at long distance. Do you have the same experience with this head, or is it something that you My, have to tune into? I can shoot a Viper trick at seventy, perfect. I mean, just like a field tip. So, field tip. That's really? my go-to broadhead. Yeah, yeah. For Dang. elk, that is so encouraging. The thing is, I find though, like. A lot of times I find where, because I shot Muzzy for years, and there's a lot of guys that would say a certain Muzzy brand, you know, flies just like a field tip. And so I'm hoping, you know, I hear this from guys I respect, several guys now about the Viper trick, and I'm hoping I find the same result with my setup. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, sometimes it's different when you have your setup. I might not be tuned in correctly or whatever it may be, but um that's what I'm going to shoot for elk, and that's my plan. I, I should have those broadheads this week, and uh, I'm going to try and set it up and see what can happen. Yep. You know, I, th- to go. I think I might uh, change broadheads this year. What are you going with? Well, I uh, I was I was doing my homework, you know, like I do every night before I go to bed. <laughs> I was watching Paul Biggs on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Paul's laughing at you. <laughs> I watched the uh, – because you can check out uh, – if, if you go to YouTube and look up Respect the Game um, – We'll, we'll talk about uh, some other stuff on there a little bit later, but there's a couple full hunts that, you know, if you don't have go watch them right for this or, podcast. Or, uh, yeah, hunt uh, the Hunt channel. You can go watch yeah. a couple hunts. The one that you did with uh, with PV, old PVity, um, mm-hmm. you shot a, a really nice, really nice buck down home in Oklahoma, and the broadhead that you shot was a solid, 
And I was yeah. like, well, he's shooting it. I got to shoot it too. You know, it's like wherever yep. LeBron goes, you know, I got to buy that jersey. <laughs> so you're the LeBron James of the hunting world. What's up? But I saw that, and you were like, you know, you pulled that thing out, and dude, that broadhead, that broadhead looked brand new. And you're like, yeah, I've yeah. already shot three deer with this. I'm gonna keep rolling with it. And our, our good buddy, uh, old Grizz, uh, Clark Cummings, you know, they they always use the the decaps, which are made by Solid. And they're like, dude, we've shot tons of turkeys with this. So obviously, it's a good product. It is a fixed blade, but I mean, what? Uh, what benefits do you see with that as opposed to because I was shooting the Raptor tricks last year? Should I switch? Does it really matter? Is there any benefit? No. I, I couldn't give you – I've had success with both. Um, I like them both. It's hard to tell you which one to go with. For we heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> he was eh, – just I'm, go ahead. I'm bringing the Raptor tricks down to Nebraska, so – that's what I'll be shooting. Perfect. Dude, the Raptor tricks. Oh, wait, wait. You're are, shooting Raptor tricks. Never mind. I'm shooting Raptor tricks. Yeah. Forget I said all yeah. that. Raptor tricks, man. I shot two deer with them last year, and then they're they're uh, devastating. So I'm going to stick with them. I shot five whitetails last year with Raptor tricks, and I'm telling you, I switched. So I hit a deer. I hit a couple deer does, two does early season. And I'm not going to say what brand. If you go back, if you've listened, you know what brand. I swear I had a faulty batch of broadheads. Uh, we figured that out that you very well oh, did. Yeah, yeah dude, because we, we were did. screwing with a, a new one that you'd never shot, and I was like, dink, and I pulled like a bleeder off there. I go, Kurt, this just popped off, and you're like, are you fucking... Oh, dude, I thought you were going to flip a gasket. I've used them before and had good success. I won't say... If people listen, they know. Yeah. So I switched my arrow and broadhead setup. I said, fuck it, threw everything in the trash can, started over. And I'm glad I did because I started shooting the raptor tricks, and the first doe I hit with a raptor trick, it was it's just, they're so devastating that mm-hmm. it's it's insane the blood trails you get. Even all the way to the last year I shot last season, that big doe that we're gonna have aged, mm-hmm. craziest blood trail I've ever seen. It was just like someone had stabbed someone with an axe and they went running through the woods. <laughs> it was like it was gruesome, and I'm like, oh my god! It wasn't a trail; it was a splatter. Dude, I remember. I remember the day. I think the day you switched because you were having some problems with uh, with those broadheads. You know, you're like, yeah, kind of up in the air about them. And I had you come help me track <laughs> track that uh, that doe that I that shot. Doe you hit in the ass. I did. I, <laughs> I about hit her in the ass. <laughs> Texas hard shot. Uh, no, from the, from the opposite side. Yeah, you and Brackett were on the phone together for you yeah, shot right. That one. It went in the other way, but yeah, she. <laughs> She got a toward, turned towards me, and, dude, I put a bad shot on this deer. I was like, ah, oh, damn it, dude. She got spooked, and I was pinching the shot off as she did. And it was just – it was a bad shot, you know, bad timing. I, w- I wish I would have pinched that shot off probably a half a second earlier. And me and Kurt are looking for this deer, and as soon as he sees it, because I told him the situation, he goes, what broadheads are you shooting? Did I told him the raptor tricks. He goes, I am literally buying those on my way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because – and then, like, uh, I think Eric – was it, uh, one of you guys smoked a doe, just dropped it with those yeah, things. Yeah, Eric and, dropped one in its, in its tracks with a raptor trick. Yeah, those things are nasty. And they're built well, too. I I thoroughly enjoy those uh, those broadheads, but because Paul's shooting them this year, I'm going to shoot them, too. I thought I was shooting the solid, but due to recent information, I'm going to go ahead and stick with what I got. <laughs> I want to talk about the Respect the Game YouTube a little bit, Paul, because you guys were starting to do some really cool stuff with the uh, the uncut. Mm-hmm. and the uh, We watched this before the podcast. Uh, Steve really likes this segment. What's in your pack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's something that I think 
should happen a lot more often. Is that something you guys are going to try to do more? Or is that kind of uh, does it? Get I the- would like to. I know I'm going to push one out for for deer season with what's in my pack for deer season. I just you know trying to get the other guys to send me their footage. And I don't know if they're just scared to tell people what's in their backpack or something. I don't know. Well, how about we'll do it? We'll send you what's in our pack, and then you can just throw there you ours go. up there. Yeah, yeah. Me and Eric I'll will do one together. with you at Nebraska. Ours is probably a little Let's more. Do it. Yeah, ours are going to have a little more uh, <laughs> finesse. Or that bottle of hen dog might be coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that I had to cut it down to like a minute to fit, you know, on social media because I had to cut out my my licorice and my uh, what else do I keep my uh, airheads. <laughs> you know, the good stuff. Airheads, the sugar to keep you going. They still sell those. Oh, I love airheads. Holy shit. Well, I guess I love airheads, too. Is that <laughs> something that... Do you find like videos like that? Because you're doing so many, so much production for all these companies. Is that something that gets in your way? Or is that something that like finds its way on like the low totem pole of priorities? Because you have, yes, you're producing exactly. TV shows and commercials and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, low, low of the totem pole right there. But I think those videos are... are Maybe the most important in a yeah, way because for this kinda, generation for sure it humanizes you guys. That's what I feel like too. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, is there ideas that you can talk about that you want to do with with the Respect the Game YouTube or any any company's YouTube like short clips or is that something that you keep pretty tight? Um, you know, it's all up in the air stuff. We want to keep the uncut stuff going, which you'll start seeing more of that pop up as me and Ryan get time to cut those together. But it's like an episode we've already edited and got out there. They try to move us forward and not go back and try to re-edit that footage. But yet some of that stuff didn't make it. And we want to still utilize it, but we'll try to find time when we can cut that together. It's tough. Right, yeah, yeah I makes, can imagine. Yeah. I think a lot of that um, is important because, like you said, humanizes uh, yeah. Yeah, humanizes you. And I, I think one of the big successes to bone collector obviously as a fan you know you see the hunt camp and you get to see the individuals and the personalities come out and mm-hmm. um I, I i started we started watching like everybody clint's uh producing the small town hunting show and yeah. I, I i finally was able to catch a couple of episodes of their show and i was like dude this shows the shit because not only is it filmed well but you get to see these guys' personalities, and yeah. it it puts you in that like you feel like you could be friends with them, and you're like, dude, I if I had a beer with these guys or you know I was sharing hunting camp with them, this is this is what I could expect. So it, it's it, it makes that you it lets feel like you go. It for me when I like am a fan of something, I'll YouTube them, mm-hmm. and if they have like videos that. Maybe covers like things they do in their personal time, oh, or like shows their house, and I get like a personal in depth look at who this person is, or like what they're what they're actually like, their personality. It, it attaches me further to that, and it gets me more involved. So I think that's a good a good deal. It, it seems like it is low because there's so many shows to do, and I get that, but I think it's also probably should be midway three quarters up the totem pole at the same time. Yeah, but if you're yeah. the if you're a if you're a shining personality and. Hey, let's let's bring this to pro wrestling. Yeah, you could technically be good, but damn it, hell, dude! If you, if you ain't a good personality, nobody's gonna tune in. Like you could be the he best technical, so fast. dude. You could be the best technical wrestler ever, but if like you get on the mic and try and you know cut a promo, and you're just like, um, yeah, I I I go in there and re-. like, dude, nobody gives a shit. But like, 
<laughs> you know, look at uh, look at look at Hulk Hogan, dude. Hulk Hogan's not a good wrestler, but everybody knows who who he is. He is not a good wrestler. Dude, he and that's, he looked at Andre the Giant. What are you talking oh, about? Shit. Dude, he's not he's not he, a good actor, you mean? No, shut up, dude. He was in a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the uh, what the fuck is that movie? The Undertaker was in it too. Are you a uh, wrestling fan? Co- uh, Commando uh Real Wrestling. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Real wrestling, yeah. Hulk Hogan was a real wrestler. <laughs> that really existed. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh... You're talking that Oklahoma Sooners business. I ain't trying to hear none of that today. I'm talking about Daniel Kamir, John Hendricks, those mm. real wrestlers. Yeah, well, uh, pro wrestlers about to whoop Daniel Cormier's ass. So, <laughs> well, if you can fake it, I mean, if, if the money's good. <laughs> hey, hey he's the champ, champ now. So <laughs> he is a champ. Well, Brock Lesnar. Hopefully, if he defends his title at SummerSlam, he will go fight Daniel Cormier <laughs> as the champ. Yeah, imagine that, Brock Lesnar holding Brock the. Lesnar not going to pass a drug test through USADA. He, if he could pay I, his. Currently, way. he passed one right now. That's how he got back into. No USADA. way. Yes, he Dana did. White's just pending on that contract, dude. You better pass it. He USADA passed thing. it. That's how he got mil. back in. He submitted a month ago. He passed a piss test. No way. Yeah. Yeah, he passed his test. With whose pee? Here's what will happen. Probably Paul Heyman's. You realize they no, don't test not. him for USADA until after they fight, which is dumb, but that's what they do. That's how he got busted for No, 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 because under his contract, dude, he has to be clean for a year because of his suspension, dude. Tell him to shut up, up, Paul. Tell him to shut up. Do it. Don't do it. Shut up, Steve. Oh, <laughs> damn. He will get killed if he steps in there with Daniel. Oh, Lewis. dude. If he Dude, walks Dan in there, Dan gonna slam him on his like his rooted up teeth, man. Tell me yeah. if he you walks the pits in those things. Dude, you tell me if he doesn't walk like a roly poly. You tell me if he doesn't walk in there with the world heavyweight championship belt and with Daniel Cormier's ass for the belt, and then he's holding the WWF right. belt. Oh, okay, twenty dollar bet handshake right now. Daniel Cormier puts Brock Lesnar on his face yep. and win beats him right there. Me and Steve are shaking hands right now on that bet. It's real. Okay. Brock Lesnar's, 20 bucks. Brock Lesnar's beating the brakes off of Daniel Cormier's ass, assuming that because of the recent streak of UFC fights, both of them make weight. Scott Gardner yeah, knows what's true, up yeah. about that, dude. You're a big fight fan, huh, Paul? I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, what do you think? Yeah. If uh, let's, let's talk about this quick. How come no UFC fighters are shooting elite bows? What's Chad Mendes thinking? He got bought into this. He's got something to do with Hoyt. We're going to talk about Hoyt. that. It's My boy... Johnny was shooting an elite when he was champion. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So what do you think of uh, McGregor versus Khabib? Ooh. If it happens. If it's going to happen, man. It's it got has. to. Dude, there's no way. You don't throw shit at people's butts. What do you think? Who do I got? Yeah, who do you got? Probably McGregor. Me too. I'm yeah. McGregor all the way. I don't like Khabib. I don't like I'm his hat. I'm a huge McGregor fan, but he's good. He can back himself up pretty good. I enjoy that, man. If you're that good, you can do it, you know? He's having fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's my age, man. If I had, like, $150 million, I'd be an idiot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know what I'd do. I've been doing some wild shit, too, dude. I'd probably, I, I'd probably buy land in Kansas right next to Paul if I had that kind of money. <laughs> I don't know how much money you got, man. You got a lot of money. You got just, what, $125 million or something? Who are you talking to? Kurt? <laughs> no, I'm talking to you, man. I know you got. I, I, I know the, the, the outdoor group's paying you well. That's how you got Ryan on. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating goldfish and drinking water, dude. So just trying to make it. I'm trying sorry. to get by so I can keep that Kansas property. Well, what? What are you looking I heard for? Gold Schlager. I'm sorry. That's what I heard. Oh. <laughs> what are you looking forward to for this year for hunting? What hunts are you looking forward to, or or what do you got? Dude, planned? mostly. Mostly just just trying to 
playing out that Kansas property and figuring out those big bucks. But, um, I mean, I can't say I'm not looking forward to muley hunting in Nebraska. Yep, yep, But yep. Uh, mostly it's at Kansas. I'm going to try to figure it out. and I'm going to spend a lot of time there. How far, uh, how far of a drive is that from where you live now? Two hours, so it's not bad at all. Easy. So... Now, and explain explain to me this because in Kansas it's a draw system for deer every year, correct? Right. Is that unless you own property there where you can get yep. a landowner's tag? Yep. Okay. I was always curious yeah, about cheaper. that. <laughs> Is it really? Oh god, yeah. What do so you, if you're a non-resident, you have to build a certain amount of points to hunt whitetails in Kansas. No, no. I mean, if you put in, you're probably ninety nine percent going to draw right now as it is. Or you could buy a leftover. Really? Okay. But yeah, you're gonna spend four, four eighteen, something like that. A little steep, but not bad. I think it's cheaper in Illinois for yeah, a non-resident. What's Illinois four eighty five or something? Four eighty, yeah, I think in that range. Well, I mean, yeah. is, is there? Have you killed muleys before? Or are you look? I mean, what's your? I've plan? never killed a muley. I filmed a lot of muley hunts. This will be my first time to get to hunt muleys, so I'm looking forward to that. So I. Are you gonna spot and stalk? Do you think you'll get one out of a tree stand? Throw throw some uh, throw some predictions out like McGregor would. <laughs> I'm gonna spot and stalk in the mornings and hunt white till in the evening, and probably the first spot is that I get on a muley. If he's over 150 inches, I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> Bold statement there. First round, second round, third first round, round KO, dude. <laughs> Magic uh, first round. Mystic uh, McGregor prediction, Paul over here. Yeah. <laughs> Predicting Paul. You That's got a prediction it. there, Doug? I'm more like in the third round. Third round. Guy. Kurtz, Kurtz, I'm, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let like Paul do his thing, and Paul's going to video me shooting one. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, okay. I'll be done. It'll be perfect. I'm into that. Because you, you did the Probably. same thing. I think, you know what you should do, Doug? I think you should call the first round, like in when we were in Kansas hunting turkeys. I, I mean, I did that. And then you filmed me on the fourth round. And I filmed you on the fourth round. I was like championship, off. second to last round. I got the knockout. Oh. That's the best round to get the knockout because people get their money's worth there in the fight. That's true. Not only did you get the knockout, you got a knockout in front of the fans and everything. Yeah, I had a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really did. <laughs> Everybody so there saw crowd. it. Dude, I, was, Doug, I, was like, I was like the prelim. Yeah, like, no, killed the prelim. Like, prelim knockout. No one cared. <laughs> the light heavy. It was a jake. <laughs> it was a jake. No one cared. It's Damn. true. Hey, fight of the night though. <laughs> you have Rios in Oklahoma, don't you, Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. I already killed one Mostly of those. Rios. We uh, we got we got to watch your video of the one turkey pecking your truck. <laughs> Oh yeah, the one that put me on the map. <laughs> that was crazy. I was waiting for you to put a. I was waiting for you to put a a decap right into your t- front left tire. <laughs> Whoops! Could you imagine trying uh, to turn that into an insurance claim? Like what happened? Like ah, dude, you know some punk ass kids, you know, were doing whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get the money for your truck, you fix it, and you know, sell it and buy a brand a newer year model, and all of a sudden your insurance agent's watching that hunt, and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Did he get goes through his fender right into his block? Yeah. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> Dude. And then the Seinfeld music hits. <laughs> More like home improvement. That's right. Oh, Paul's yeah, regretting yeah. coming on our podcast right yeah, now. I Paul, can hear. What the hell did you decide what? this was a good idea for? <laughs> All right. Oh, okay, he's just like, ah, he's like, he, 
You heard it here did first. Did you ask me something? I didn't catch it. Oh, I said, what the, why did you decide to come on this podcast? What did you think was going to happen? The, the check didn't balance, I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Who sent him a second check? <laughs> Doug? I should have bounced. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he took that shit to Western Union. They're already almost, getting sued. It's, it's the paid. only way I get to talk to you guys. You never call me. Oh. So. Man, Steve's Damn. blushing over here. Come on now, bro. We have... I text you every night before I go to bed. Good night, homie. Yeah. That's what real <laughs> yeah, homies do. You text me like two weeks ago asking or telling me you're playing Xbox, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I did, dude. I remember I sent you a stand-up set, and I didn't know you were, you were laying in bed with your wife, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, uh, check this out. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I sent you that set. Or you saying like, oh, I'd, I'd love to check you out sometime. I go, well, here's this video. And, uh, and it was like a 10-minute silence. I go, what would you think? And you go, uh, dude, you, I was laying in bed with my wife. You should have told me how vulgar it was. Oops. <laughs> a little harsh, huh? It's Steve. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude. We got to get some Steve good. a little better now. Yeah, yeah, you definitely I'll be do. prepared next time. Steve's actually really good at stand-up. We need to get some good oh, footage I of you. I, I've YouTubed him and watched some of the videos. He's real good. We had to get some on the working class bow hunter YouTube so people can uh, can find it. We could uh, sure. we could film some stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll just have you standing in our studio doing stand up. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have like us three just laughing at you. Yeah, that uh, that shit's rough. I've done stand up in living rooms plenty of times, and dude, that shit does not work. I'm, I'm telling you that. Right I'm gonna now. I'm gonna shift gears. I'm gonna shift gears real quick. So, Paul, I talked to you a little bit at ATA about my elk hunt in Colorado, and. Yeah. Any tips that you can give someone or me in, in in general about an over-the-counter DIY Colorado public ground hunt? You're just going just you and some buddies or what? Me and my dad are uh, going to kill, and then uh, some listeners that became really good friends of ours from Buckstorm Productions out of South Dakota are going with. They have a lot of experience with uh, elk hunting, so they're kind of going to be calling us. for you? Or? Yep, yep. Well, that's good. I mean, it's it's good to have a caller that can stay back and pull that elk through you, see, because they can pinpoint you, your location, and it makes it tough for the hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, setup is different than you would think. Um, the noise you make is different than you would think. You can be louder than you think you can be. You can set up in front of a bush versus behind it. Really? Yeah, all that stuff. When I first started elk hunting, I had to learn because I was wanting to hide behind bushes. I was wanting to be quiet. Dude, just get where you need to be when you need to be there or you're going to be late. Really interesting. Okay, yeah. that's something I never thought about because I would think if there's a cedar there, be way tucked in the cedar, you know, or the pine or oh, whatever. Well, you better be in front of it, or you're not going to get a shot. Is that why we've seen a couple video? I, uh, there's that video that Real Tree showed um, that that guy that bolt damn near stepped on him, and then Ralph and Vicky were talking about they had an elk basically just walk right up. Oh, maybe that was, that was a moose. I might be mistaken, but there was a video that elk. And you've seen a couple of these videos where they're getting really, really close to, yeah, you know where you're at. And obviously, you're not hunting from a tree stand, so that's do they not have as great of eyesight? 
Well, they're looking for that caller that's 50, 60 per, you know, yards behind you or to the right of you. They're not, they're not looking for you. Right. They're not scanning. So they're trying right to pull them, them through you. Yeah. Yeah. They're mm. scanning far rather than right up in, in their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. But and you're not a real predator to them. I mean, you're smaller than them. <laughs> yeah. That's true. A white tail. I am. But. <laughs> well, I, I feel yeah, it's definitely a different ball game. And that's something something to get used to. Um, so yeah, it's, it is. I'll have to kind of relax a little, but still be conscious of of what I'm doing. It, it's probably like mm-hmm. a weird gray area coming from being w- whitetail only because whitetail you yeah. they don't let you get away with shit. No, huh? especially in Oklahoma, it's bad. So I feel like I got that advantage. I know it's gonna suck. So I have that in my mind already. I know I'm going to have to uh, put on the miles. I know I'm going to be not... How many days you spend in there? Uh, seven. Seven days. I, mean, I figure first three days you're going to try to find the herd. That's what I was thinking too. And yeah. we're, we're planning on going deep. Like we're going to mountain camp. And, uh, you know, if we have to do truck camping, we will. But we have mm-hmm. all the materials and equipment we need to go in deep as we need to and camp on the mountain and then hit it further on the next the next day. Yeah. So we're trying to just cover. You know, I you know being I don't expect to kill four elk. You know, but mm-hmm. I want to get my dad one. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, and if we can get two, you yeah, know, that'd be the best. But it's gonna be tough i mean you don't want to bust them because they'll run forever and they may be off your mountain the next morning well we'll hope that you know. doesn't happen we got some mm-hmm. experienced guys with us so i think we'll be i think we yeah. got the right guys to learn from um i don't know i'm nervous and you're shooting out to 70 confident I got my ritual should be here next week mm-hmm. and yes it will be out to 70 confidently Maybe. you should be good then we say the same for mule deer too. You what? For mule deer seventy, is that probably good too? I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to be on at seventy. All right, I'll be on at eighty then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on at ninety. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah, son of one of. Dude, Doug's going to have that that mustache, dude. If you kill mule deer, you better like shine that mustache up. Like, you better put yeah. some turtle wax on that son of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, I'll pull there to make sure it looks good, dude. Man. Don't play, man. Make that shit happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We're serious now. I can I can tell by the gap in conversation how focused we all are. I'm dude, I'm telling you, man, I wanna see <laughs> that. Get out of this. <laughs> dude, well, I, I wanna see that more than anything. I mean, I think that'd be uh, awesome. I, I wish I could join you guys in September. Um Yeah, what's the deal with that? Dude, I just I, I couldn't uh, couldn't make things happen, you know. He took a week in vacation in Canada. That's his problem. Well, I went to I went a to Canada, and, and what were you hunting there? I was hunting a damn redheads, loonies and toonies, loonies and toonies. I was I was hunting for some. I'll tell you what, I was hunting for in Canada a, a beer at a goddamn gas station. You can't find uh, it. You, you have to find a beer store. Dude, I was vacation I was, is for hunting. Hey, I was hunting yeah. for a good time, and I found it. It was nice to get a, a little break, and um, I've been hounded uh, about this going up to the spot for about from four what? years. 
Huh, from you guys. I had to take a break from you guys. Wouldn't it be nice to have a break with Paul in Nebraska? Uh, yeah, but you guys are constantly on my ass about, oh, Steve, you just well, if you weren't such a piece of shit, man, we'd be fine with you. Yeah, whatever. So I took a vacation. <laughs> I was away from you guys. You came back still a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You came back worse than your life. Because <laughs> I, was, I was like that Instagram chick. Like, oh, my God. I'm so experienced. I went up where a bunch of other white people are. Dude, oh there's God. literally chicks on coolers right now on Instagram that have more hunting experience than you, Steve. Paul, help this guy out. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. I've sent the invite. Right. Hopefully, we can put something together. That better happen, man. You think? I, when, when would it happen? If 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 I was going to come down there, because um, yep. I don't know the Oklahoma season real well. I mean, do they rut the same as they uh, do up here? Is it around the November area? Where? When is the best yeah. time to hunt in Oklahoma? Anytime. Early season, like first two weeks of season, or uh, obviously all November's good. So it sounds like uh, you hopefully need to be taking... within all that time frame, we can figure out when to get to you down here. Well, my birthday is November twenty first, so um, you know maybe I'll come down there then, and uh, you know we can you can take me out to a very nice dinner at probably the local Applebee's and <laughs> be the best What's trip of my life. That? Yep. I right. can let you crash. You know, outside our house. <laughs> <laughs> in the garage. Sleep in the grass. <laughs> be too blitzed. Paul, I don't know why you come back to our show, man. I, I, I got to admit, when we started hanging out at ATM, I'm like, this dude fucking hates us. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you, you walked up to him, and this is, the funny, all right, this is the funniest thing. We walk up to Paul, and Paul's working, doing everything he can for the outdoor group. That's why he gets paid a cool $9 million a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kurt walks up. He goes, "Hey, there's Paul Biggs over." I'm like, "Oh yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go holler at him real quick." And you know, we go up and we're just kind of talking to you. And Kurt just goes, "Hey, I thought uh, I thought it would be nice for you if we enter uh, if us the superstars introduced ourselves." And he said some shit like that. And I just like kind of looked at you. I was like, "What the fuck did this dude just say?" And you started laughing. I was like, "Okay, yeah, we're we're good." I thought, and then we were talking. You were just kind of looking at us. I'm like. We walk away, I go, dude, Paul hates our guts, dude. <laughs> I'm like, he hates the he hates us more than anybody's ever hated us before. And then later that night when we uh we ran into you at uh in the lobby of a hotel, was like, Hey cool, Larry showed over the Puka Shell necklace and you were hanging out and it was all good. Uh-huh. Yep. So we knew that you didn't hate us. Larry said, give him a check chance. We'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> the checks are good. The checks are good. Yeah, checks are good. Come on. They don't cash it today. They're, they're good for it. All right. We're going to hit you with some rapid fire, Paul. Is that all right? Mm, I hope. We got Steve wrote up some fresh rapid fire. There's some things I would have changed, but we're going to roll with it anyway. I'm going to well, give him a chance. Change them on the fly then, homie. Well, I'm going to give you a chance. Don't throw me on the Can I hit bus. you guys with a couple while you're hitting me? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Are, are we going to mix right. it up in go one? Go first. Or? All right, let's go first. Yeah. Lace up or pull up hunting boots? Well, <laughs> if I'm hiking after mule deer or going vertical up a mountain, I want lace up. If I'm in a stand, I want rubber boots. Right, okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Euro well, or uh, full mounts? Well, if I got the money... I'm going to do a shoulder mount. I've never felt dumb while asking someone rapid what? fire until I asked yeah. Paul these. He's why like, some of a bitch. Ask him. <laughs> kind of stupid shit. I mean, he's like, geez, well, I mean. Right. I don't have the home space for a full body. Take him away, Steve. I'm tired Damn, of being a fucking right, idiot. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, hey, uh, favorite pro wrestler? <laughs> Duh, John Cena. Uh, <laughs> the Rock. That's a good one. All right, Rocket Soul Man. Hey, it's my turn. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, scrape line or rub line? Rub line marketing all the way, boy. Shout out Chase Rolfson. Damn, you, you hit it hard. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go rub line. On this, mm. I'm going scrape line. Hopefully, I would have gone, but <laughs> oh, now we're getting judged. Yeah, I'm going he's scrape line. On that he's way. asking this shit and judging us. <laughs> Who the fuck does this guy think he is? I'm going scrape line on the way on that one. If you're hunting the rub line. You're behind. Ooh, maybe, bro. maybe it depends on your experience. Scrape line marketing. <laughs> hey, scrape line marketing. What's up? I've uh, I've spotted a lot of rub lines and scrape lines, and a lot on Michael. There's rubs here, and I've sat there and seen good deer. So oh, I can't okay. I can't right. argue with my results. All right, well I can't I can't say anything. Man. Don't shit on me on my own podcast, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I shot I shot my buck off a of scrape line, so that's where I shoot mine off of most of the time. Scrape scrapes. What about you, Steve? Well, whatever. I don't see many scrapes or rub lines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know why th- this um, this is a weird one. This is like where I was kind of Steve. You ask it. Which one? Black bear? Or- oh, yeah. Hey, would you rather go on a black bear hunt or a mule deer hunt? Which, you haven't been on a mule deer hunt, so this is a dumbass question. No, I mean, I've killed two black bears, so I would prefer a mule deer hunt. I haven't killed a mule deer. We'll ask that next year. Ford or Chevy? Oh, man. Dang. Um, I've driven a Chevy before, so I would probably go Chevy. I don't drive a Chevy now, but. I would go Chevy. What the hell do you drive? Tundra? A Tundra. You didn't see the Tundra pecking at his Tundra? Is it, are you still driving a Tundra? I'm still driving Tundra. Damn, millionaires I'm not mad at Tundras. That. I'm not mad at that. Your dad's got a Tacoma. Sucker's tight, man. Noise free. I can't complain about it. All right, Steve, you got to ask this next one because I'm not going to say that word in there. <laughs> uh, I, did, I, was, I wrote that because I knew you were going to ask it. All right, dude, hey, check this shit. Check this shit out. Would you rather get punched in the tummy by Mike Tyson in his prime, Iron Mike Tyson in his prime, right in the tummy, or lose your best hunting property? I would take a punch from Mike Tyson. Whew. I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, that's kind of a novelty at that point. Yeah, it's cool because yeah. you get you get punched by Iron Mike Tyson, then all of a sudden you get to meet uh, Krishna or God, whoever you believe in. The worst that can happen is the breath gets knocked out, knocked out of you. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I, I would not take a punch by Iron Mike. Right in the tummy. I'd lose my three acres. That's All right. it. It's over. Would Would you rather share a bed in camp with Steve or sleep inside a VW Beetle? Weird question, but Steve wrote it. How big is the bed? That's oh, a Volkswagen Beetle, It's homie. a twin. Oh, the it's bed? A twin? If it was <laughs> a king, I'd be all over a bed. It's a twin. <laughs> It's a twin. Ah, shoot. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Pushing my arm over here. <laughs> I just hope he falls asleep on the couch and I get the twin. Hey, you feed him enough shitty beer, it will. Oh, dude, he snores, though, really bad. Uh, not no, he not, will, it will. No, not, not according to Austin Chandler, Kurt's the snorer. Well, when I'm wasted, <laughs> which is like 90% Every of weekend. <laughs> Um, you can ask for us, Steve. I'm out. All right. Hey, uh, camo bow or solid color bow? Uh, camo. 
DeWalt or Milwaukee? DeWalt. Really? Yes, I just threw none. You know, I got them <laughs> both. But uh, yeah, don't judge him. The answer. Yeah. These questions suck. What? Yeah, you could you could up the ante, man. Did these questions suck? Were yeah. they? Hey, qu- no, ra- rapid fire. Stuff. Rapid fire, uh, Paul. Did the questions suck? Yes or no? No. Oh, okay. Well, perfect answer. <laughs> if they wrote a book about you guys, what would it be titled? <laughs> the idiots that tried hard. <laughs> It'd be called "Your Life Isn't So Bad." <laughs> Do you really have a lineup of rapid fire for us? No, I have two down. Give, give us two more. Oh uh, shoot! Um, first word that comes to mind. Shoot fast. Titties. Wow, that's fast. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I like my brain freeze. And I, I was going to say mechanics, and I have no, I have no idea why. <laughs> like the gloves? No, like <laughs> like actual mechanics. Like physics of archery. Like, Mine was typical for some reason. Typical white. <laughs> I've never been asked that general. My brain just went, like the dial-up <laughs> signal. <laughs> what about you, intern? Whitetail. Oh, okay. He thought of that right. afterwards. We didn't ask yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Right. You guys can all go to hell. Yeah, your mic's on mute from now on. Good job. <laughs> later. Get the hell out of here. See you later. Get the hell. All right, one more, Paul. Let's hear it. Um, when you show up the pearly gates, what's the man upstairs going to say right when you show up? Mine would be, why the fuck did your fingers tattooed? <laughs> <laughs> He'd cuss at me. He's going to look at me and it's like, dude, made in my image. What did you not understand about that shit? <laughs> Doug, mine would be probably, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What, what's your ticket say? I'm going to air in the system again. <laughs> hey, you might want to recheck your boarding pass. Huh? <laughs> I don't think your flight was, took off this early. <laughs> Paul, thank you for putting up with us, man. We appreciate you coming on the show again. I don't know why you do it. Fun. I don't it's know why you fun. do it. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know why any of the guys from Respect the Game come on the show. It kind of surprises me, you know? But uh, yeah, we're, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for you guys, you know? You guys push that elite brand big, so. Dude, we, you know, we we absolutely love it. I mean, when we, uh, we started dealing with a couple of guys from Respect the Game, obviously Clark was our end, then we met Ross Bigger, then we met guys like Austin Chandler, and then it kind of snowballed, and we met Larry the McCoy, the vest, the best that ever wore the vest in the West. Mm-hmm. Larry McCoy, and then we got to be the best to beat the vest, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our in was Darren Christianberry. Darren's awesome. Yeah, he is. And you get to greatest meet, man in archery, greatest guy. You get to meet guys like Ryan Huser, who I, I I thought he quit hunting since he got married, you know, but apparently he still got a job. I thought that too, man. Good for him, you know. Still hustling, dude. Uh, I, I look forward. Paul to just laughs all suddenly. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, his life sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do look forward to um, you know on Tuesdays when it when it's on when respect the game's on. I know I'm like, hey, I my boyfriend on, made uh, this. We're on Friday nights. Oh, Friday, Friday nights now. We're on Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, because you know what was really happening. And I, I was going to go into this, um, but I haven't. Been busy the past couple uh, Tuesdays, but I have given up watching SmackDown wrestling to watch wow, Respect the Game. Dude. I have given up wrestling to watch Respect the Game. That is how much I love this show. 
I feel like that's time to close the episode out, Paul. That's real. Anything you want to add to this, man? You're a man of few words, Uh, man. But you speak, guys. I'm serious about the invite. Got any of y'all welcome to come down here and hunt with me? We appreciate it. I want to come kill some hogs, man. I. I would love for Steve to go down there and kill a good whitetail. That would just make my whole year. Well, I'm going to take Tank, my stunt devil, so he can shoot the deer, and then I'll take credit for it. <laughs> Some bitch looks just like me. I'd be all right with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can keep the rack. How's that sound? <laughs> Perfect. But, no, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate uh, just all you guys from Respect the Game and Elite, the outdoor group. You guys are awesome to us. And even though we get kind of crazy, it, it's – it's amazing that a company like you guys supports us through it. <laughs> we can't um, believe but it. But, <laughs> hey, I do think that is how this industry is nowadays. You need a little crazy, and we admit oh, that yeah. we are. A so, bit. Yeah. yeah. So, but thank you so much, man. I'll go a circle. Anything you want to add, Doug? I look forward to hunting with you, Paul. Hey, we'll see you here in September, man. Yeah, not, not too far away fun. at all. Yeah, I know it. You got to shoot your bow. Intern? I need some bacon from my freezer real bad. <laughs> Paul took he was writing that down. Steve, dare I ask? Bacon for intern. Hold on. <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm 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 glad you asked. I have a whole thing uh, written down that just says uh Paul and then a couple of hearts. I, I don't know what the hell I wrote. No. <laughs> uh from the bottom of my heart, dude, I I really appreciate the invite. Yeah, I will do everything I can try and make it down there. I would absolutely love to Come to Oklahoma, experience that, um, so I can update my Instagram. Be the shit. So yep. I will. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen. Right All now. All right. You better. We'll stay in touch. Hopefully, we can make it happen. All righty, Paul. Thank <laughs> you so much, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have, share it up. Go to iTunes. Give us a five star rating. Uh, add us to your favorites on Spotify. We're now on there, and you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.